Hello, Big Ten fans and gamblers alike. Welcome to the big Big Ten football show, Big Bets edition for week 10. I'm your host, Daniel Mogollon, previewing this week's seven Big Ten games and giving you my picks against the spread. Last week we went five and three plus two units to put us at 28 and 18 on the season plus 14 units. That's a 26 and 14 record against the number. We are 0 and 2 in game totals and 2 and 2 in team totals. We need to do a little better job with those and that's exactly where we're going to start with our big bet this week. That's a half a unit. Last week we were 1 and 1. We're 12 and 8 on the season on our big bets and this week it is going to be under 54 in the Michigan State game at Purdue where the where the Spartans number three in the college football playoff are only a three-point spread over the unranked spoiler makers um you can read into that and what Vegas thinks about Michigan State if they're really the number three team in the country but what I'm more intrigued about is the total, I think uh, it's high for both teams, which pushed me to go for the overall under at 54. The best two units on either team, when we're looking at the SP Plus rankings, are the defenses. I know when you think of uh, Purdue, you think of Brom and throwing the football around all over the place. When you think of Michigan State, you think of their big play explosive offense, particular particularly running back Kenny Walker, the, Kenneth Walker III. But MSU's defense is ranked 12th. Purdue's defense is ranked 26th. Um, I do expect Michigan State should be able to run the ball some, and I think Purdue should be able to have an effective short passing game because Michigan State is a bend but don't break, soft coverage, but neither team excels when they get in the red zone, Michigan State is 68th nationally in touchdown percentage in the red zone, while Purdue is 110. Um, there's different reasons for this. For Michigan State, it's because their passing attack really does one thing well, and that's throw the ball deep down the field, often off the play action. So when the field becomes compressed, there's a lot less of field that the secondary has to cover, and Michigan State is not as effective. Meanwhile, Purdue is so one-dimensional, they really have almost no running game to speak of at all, and that makes things tougher for them once they get close to the goal line. No Boilermakers game this season has gone higher than 51. So, And five of their games have seen the total fall between 22 points and 43 points including most of their Big Ten games. Most of their Big Ten games are well under this number. And even Michigan State, they're no stranger to a game, you know, kind of an ugly game in where, you know, the team's in the 20s, uh, both teams in the 20s, one team's in the teens. Um, they beat Nebraska 23-20, and that was in overtime. Uh, they beat Rutgers 31-13. They beat Indiana. That was on the road. They beat Indiana 20-15. That was on the road. So I'm kind of expecting a similar type of game. If you made me pick, I would go Purdue and take the points. But I don't know. I, I think this is just a tough one to pick. This, you know, Michigan State shouldn't be 9-0, but I'm, I don't think necessarily this is the game they're going to lose either. So I'm going to pass on the, the game 
but I'm going to take the under 54 points. That's our one big bet this week. Let's move on to our bigger bets, and we're going to start in Evanston, where the Hawkeyes are laying 11.5 points Excuse me. after they reach number two in the country. Iowa has dropped their last two games by identical scores of 24-7. to And let's remember, we were on Purdue getting points, and we were on Wisconsin laying points against the Hawkeyes. So we cashed in on both of those losses. And as much as any of the uh, upper-tier Big Ten teams, the six Big Ten teams that are ranked in the college football playoffs, no team needs a get-right game more than the Hawkeyes do and the Big Ten scheduling gods have delivered in Northwestern, who, other than beating Rutgers, have lost their Big Ten games, their conference games, by 17, 39, 26, and 27 points. I just don't see how this putrid Northwestern offense scores against this stout Iowa defense. The Hawkeyes are number three defensively in SP+. Northwestern is all the way down to number 111. The Hawkeyes are second in the Big Ten in yards per rush allowed at 2.9. They are tops in defensive uh, pass efficiency against comparable defenses like Nebraska and Michigan. The Wildcats manage just a single score in each one of those games. I would not be surprised to see them scoring in single digits again. You figure coming off back-to-back losses, Iowa's looking to get back to basics which means running the football, and yeah, you know, their running game hasn't been great. It's not Ohio State's or Michigan's or Minnesota's. It's not one of the top uh, running offenses in the Big Ten, but Tyler Goodson is a pretty good damn football player, and Northwestern's run defense allows a Big Ten worse 5.4 yards per carry, 6.1 yards in Big Ten games, so I think this is a game where Iowa will be able to run the ball better than they normally do As I mentioned before, I would not be surprised if this is a shutout. And even if it's not, I think the Hawkeyes generate enough offense to cover this spread. Uh, Also, they're out there in terms of special teams, SP+. The the advantage is staggering, and this is going to be a theme throughout these picks, as Iowa is number three compared to 125 for Northwestern. So you have a team that's just better than you. From the line of scrimmage, and you throw in a big special teams advantage as well. Our next pick is another road favorite, double digit Wisconsin laying 12 and a half at Rutgers. I've heard several people this week, you know, the number was at 12, it's 13 at some places. Can Wisconsin cover that kind of spread against anybody? You know, like, oh, can they? I don't know. How about look at the games they played? Yeah, they can. They've won five games this season. Four of those five games, they've won by at least 17 points, which last time I checked, 17 is higher than 13 or 12 and a half or 12 for that matter. So they can definitely do this, including all three of their Big Ten wins have been by 17 plus points. I know Wisconsin's offense isn't very good, but it is getting better as the season has gone on. They can really run the football. They found somebody in freshman Braylon Allen, who has gone for over 100 yards on the ground in the last four games. And you know what? All four of those games are wins. But that's not really the biggest reason why we're on the Badgers, of course. It's not the offense. It's that defense. It is unbelievably difficult to penetrate. In five conference games, they've allowed 1.5 yards per carry. 
Their 16 sacks in five games is also one off the Big Ten lead, which is 17. This is a physical defense, which is probably the worst matchup for the Scarlet Knights, who will really struggle to move the football. Looking at those SP plus numbers, it's the number two defense for Wisconsin against the 94 offense for Rutgers. And special teams, again, a big edge. Not as big of an edge, but a still a solid edge. 14th to 94. Noah Vidral is also questionable, so he's playing at less than 100%. I expect Wisconsin to win this one rather easily. And we're going to go for another big uh, road favorite in the Big Ten. And that is Penn State going to Maryland, laying 9.5 points. I really don't get this line at all. I can understand um, people must be wondering who is the real Penn State. This is a team that two weeks ago lost to Illinois at home, had you know a bazillion chances to convert a two-point play and couldn't against the Fighting Illini. Then last week they gave Ohio State everything they could handle in the big house. Excuse me, I mean the horseshoe. Um... If, if Penn State is not in the top tier, they're right there, man. I think they're right there. If Sean Clifford uh, didn't get hurt against Iowa, good chance they win that game. If he's 100%, good chance they beat Illinois. If this is a one-loss team with, with a close game against Ohio State, we'd be talking about a top 10 team and a lot bigger point spread, in my opinion, than 9.5 against the Terps. Um, you know, you look at a common opponent – they dominated when Clifford was healthy and they were healthy, which he looked healthy last week, right? They dominated Indiana 21-0. This is the same, with their starting quarterback, this is the same Indiana football team that Maryland beat by field goal last week with Indiana playing a, a true freshman third-string quarterback making his first start. The Terps have played three teams this year that currently have a winning record. That is Iowa, Ohio State, and Minnesota. So, very good teams, uh, potentially a great team in Ohio State. Iowa and Minnesota are good teams. These aren't like spectacular teams. These aren't necessarily teams that you're expecting a solid team not to get blown out against. Like if Maryland is allegedly a solid team and should be only a 9.5 point underdog in this game. Yet in those games, they lost 51 to 14, 66 to 17, and 34 to 16. And there's no reason to believe that they won't lose by double digits again. The Terps just haven't proved it when they play up in competition. And I don't care what they did last year. I don't care what happened when these teams played last year. The Maryland is one of two Big Ten teams that allows 30-plus points per game. That number balloons to 40.6 in conference games. You know, they gave up 35 last week to a, an, an Indiana team that had 28 points in four Big Ten games before that. Conversely, Penn State is allowing only 17.2 points per game in conference play, which is second. They're also second in pass efficiency defense behind those Hawkeyes. And we remember how much trouble Maryland and Little Tua, Baby Tua, had throwing the football against the Hawkeyes. I think Penn State just has a huge advantage. On both sides of the ball, this line should definitely be bigger. So lay the 9.5 with Penn State. And we're going with one more bigger bet. And this one's another favorite, but we're going home. And we're going back to Ann Arbor. And we're sticking with the Wolverines. 
Yeah, I mean, had they won last week, had they uh, taken care of Michigan State, uh, in-state rival battle between top 10 teams, I think there's a good chance I would have passed on this game because they have Penn State coming up. So maybe this was like, uh, you know, a sandwich type of game. You'd have that going for you. But because the Wolverines lost and because they still have so much to play for, they're number seven in the college football playoff rankings. I, I think in a strange way, the loss in terms of this week alone, obviously the loss isn't a good thing, but in terms of getting ready for this Saturday game, in a strange way, the loss may allow the Wolverines to kind of be re rejuvenated for this week because the mantra is, we're number seven, we still have Penn State and Ohio State, we can still move into the top four, we can still win the Big Ten, and it's a four-game season, and what happened be is behind us a seven and one start we are now playing a four game season which starts on saturday so i think that's the mantra that jim harbaugh's taking i think from what i've seen from this team they're going to buy into it the, and you're talking about a defense that must have their pride hurt after ver a, a very un-michigan like performance against the spartans uh, before last week they allowed one touchdown run of 20 plus yards all season Kenneth Walker III had three of them of his five touchdowns. Three were of 20-plus yards. He had 13 tackles broken. He had seven yards after contact. Come on, man. You know this defense is going to come out with something to prove this week, which is bad news for an Indiana offense that is 13th in the Big Ten in yards per play. They're 11th in scoring. They're last in scoring in both of those categories, yards per play and scoring in Big Ten games at 4.2 and 12.6 points per game. And again, we're likely to see them play <clears throat> with their true freshman quarterback, who against a bad Maryland defense, yep, he put up some points, but he also threw, some, threw the ball for grabs and had a bunch of, uh, to use a PFF term, turnover-worthy plays. Uh, you know, against quality defenses, which the Hoosiers have had the misfortune of playing quite a few, Iowa, Penn State, Michigan State, Ohio State, that's four games. They scored a total of 28 points. That's seven points per game, folks. They're going to struggle against Michigan, who has scored at least 31 points in all but one game this season. And Indiana's defense is last in the Big Ten in scoring, allowing 31.6 points per game. That also gets worse when you go to conference play, where they allow 34 points per game. And just like uh, Iowa and Wisconsin, the Wolverines have a big edge in special teams. They are ranked third in SP Plus special teams compared to 89th for the Hoosiers, who have lost four in a row, all but eliminated from bowl contention. I am not sure how much the, these Hoosiers have left, how much fight they have left, while Michigan, I think, will come out, you know, rejuvenated for this quote-unquote four-game season. And I think that type of motivation is important when you're looking for a big blowout. So that's Michigan laying the 20 points. We have uh, four bigger bets for you this week. And then finally, our biggest bet, and we're going back to the well again with the Golden Gophers, the third time this season, second week in a row. They are surging. They have four straight wins. The past two are by increasing margins as they beat Maryland by 18, Northwestern by 27 last week, while Illinois is, you know, they're Illinois. 
The Gophers will continue to ground and pound against an inferior foe. They're second in the Big Ten in rushing behind one of the best offensive lines in all of college football. Uh, they lost another running back last week in Bryce Williams, so three are lost for the season. Yet, the duo of Kai Thomas and Bucko Irving is as effective as any in the Big Ten. They're both coming off their second straight 100-yard gains. Games, each of them did individually, back-to-back 100-yard games as they went over 300 yards again on the ground. The last time Illinois played a power-running offense, Wisconsin ran for 391 yards against the Illini, um, whose defense is down both of their starting inside linebackers. Yeah, you know, Calvin Hart Jr. was lost in the in the opener, and uh, recently Jake Hansen was switched over from out indefinitely to out for the season. So they are soft in the middle defensively. Illinois, meanwhile, when they have the ball, they fancy themselves a running team, but they're middle of the pack in the Big Ten, both in terms of yards per game and yards per carry. We've seen Wisconsin's offensive line and running game gel and get better. We've seen Minnesota's offensive line um, gel and get better as the season went along. Another dis- uh, offensive line to me that was disappointing at the start of the season is Illinois, but we have not seen them gel and really get better that much. I thought maybe we saw that against Penn State, but last week wasn't so great for them against Rutgers. So, you know, they, they just haven't been able to deliver on the running game that they wanted to. And how's Minnesota uh, defending the run? Well, they're second to only Wisconsin in the Big Ten in terms of run defense. And in the past six games, the Gophers have allowed a grand total of 80 points, which is 13.3 points per game. Um, three of their four Big Ten opponents uh, during that stretch, they've held to uh, 16 points or less. Illinois as a team is averaging only 17.6 points per game, which is the worst in the Big Ten. Um, the numbers just tell you that Minnesota is going to blow them out. I think losing to Rutgers, I think, also was a big loss for Illinois. Had they won that game and gotten to four wins, you would think they would come into this one feeling like one more win and we set ourselves up to really potentially play for a bowl. But I, I think the, the Rutgers loss is kind of like a psychologically a bad loss for the fighting Illini going into this one. So I think the Gophers will win on both sides of the ball. I think they're simply going to wear Illinois down with 60 minutes of physical football and you know Illinois Minnesota is 17th nationally in SP plus um, they are ranked by the college football playoff I think deservedly so and the fact that this line was 12 and a half in the preseason and is only 14 and a half now I think shows that the Gophers continue to remain undervalued and that's what we take advantage of we see value where others don't and we cash in right That's what we do. That's what we do. All right, that wraps it up. We got six plays this week after eight last week. Um, Actually, you know what? Let me touch on the last game that I'm not picking before we completely wrap it up, and that's Ohio State laying 14.5 in Lincoln against the Huskers. I think this one is really set up for Nebraska to give the Buckeyes a scare. Nebraska is plus 1.74 yards per play net, which is fifth among Power 5 teams. It's not too far behind Ohio State, and it's just ahead of Alabama. Yeah, that Alabama. They move the ball really well, um, except when it really counts. They can't kind of deliver there. 
Um, they should be better than their three and six record. Their numbers indicate more of a six and three team. Um, that their the luck value, the luck ratio is so much against them. But the thing is, you know, the luck luck ratio has been against them four straight years. So, you know, when it becomes a uh, a habit, is it is it now who you are rather than a bad trend going against you? Which is why. As much as they're like an ideal candidate to either give them a scare or have a backdoor cover, I just simply can't pull the trigger. But if you kind of have a feeling, if you're of the thinking, um, you know, we got a little too overhyped of a month of Ohio Ohio State just physically dominating inferior opponents. And when we saw them play against Penn State last week, they looked a lot more vulnerable than people thought they were. Um, maybe Nebraska Moneyline might be a fun interesting little sprinkle at plus 500 if uh, you're that kind of player all right now now we can wrap it up we have one big bet that is under 54 uh in west lafayette as the spoiler makers look to uh end and ruin another season with undefeated michigan state coming to town then we have our four Bigger bets, <clears throat> all heavy favorites. Michigan laying 20 against Indiana. Penn State 9.5 at Maryland. Wisconsin 12.5 at Rutgers. And Illinois 11 and uh, excuse me, Iowa 11.5 at Northwestern. And then finally, our biggest bet, the Minnesota Golden Gophers laying 14.5 against Illinois. I'm your host, Danny Mogo. This is the big Big Ten Football Show, Big Bets Edition. You can find me at Twitter at Dan the Big Man, B1G Man, and uh, rate, review, uh, give us give us all the stars. Give us the five stars, like your favorite recruits coming in. You know, it help us out. If you're a Big Ten fan, if you're a college football fan, if you're a fan of myself or this show, Take a little time to rate and review. Thanks.